Greetings and welcome back to the Marriage Chronicles. This is Naila. I am coming to you today with just another free-flowing uh, talk. I'm kind of liking it um, this way instead of writing stuff down first, um, even though sometimes it is good to have a plan of action of what, what we're going to talk about. But today, one of the things that I'm wanting to talk about is I guess if I were to I guess if I were to name this particular um, session today I would name it is there a believer in the house is there a believer in the house um, now the thing that I've been having uh, issues with um, as you all know, if you have been following uh, my podcast and listening to my podcast, you know that I am believing God for my for the restoration of my marriage. I am believing God for that. Um, I've had a lot of people, you know, upset, especially people who. It seemed like some of the people who are in church, like a lot of people who are in church have told me um, to just let it go um, because of the circumstances or whatever. Well, he was unbelieving when he walked away, you know, um, therefore, you know, you want peace and so let it go and everything else. And there was a particular time here I'd say about a month ago, um, I was physically like having a mental breakdown because I just felt like the last believer out here. I just really uh, felt like it was hard to find anyone who believed like I did as far as believing for my marriage to be restored. And it's like everybody has just just talked against it as though I'm just so silly and what are you thinking and girl you just need to stop praying you know um and and y'all I was having a really hard time with that because it's like it felt like nobody nobody believed in and what the word was saying, I was reading the word, you know what I mean? And I had people coming against, against what I was saying. And I'm like, but this is what the word of God says. How are you all going against what the actual physical word says? And I've had some people say, no, okay. I have this, this person, um, uh, prophesy over me. Um, some years ago, I'd say it, it had to be at least two years ago. I remember there was a situation um, where my husband, well, where I had, me and my husband, we were going through some really hard times and I was just really going through, I was just so grieved. Um, and this was when we were living in our first house uh, together that we were, um, we were buying or whatever. Um from my mother-in-law and I remember I was just so hurt and I used to do these these videos 
these quick Instagram videos every day during lunch when I'd be taking my walk. And I would just do encouraging word and a current encouraging word real quick. And I was always smiling no matter what I was going through. I was just always smiling and just in the video and encouraging people. And there was a day where I went to go record. And it was just like I felt within me and um, I felt within me that you need to be transparent you know because some of these people it's gonna it's gonna help them that you're smiling and that you're always smiling it's gonna help some people but what about those others who are really going through and feel like they're alone and that they don't have anybody who's going through anything and showing that even though they're going through they can still like go through it and come out of it and so this particular day I got on there and I began to just talk and this particular day I wasn't smiling and this particular day I was just telling um people that oh sorry that's my water app you guys I was that particular day I was just telling people um that I'm going through um just like them that I was going through and uh, I never forget I put the I posted it in black and white uh, that video um, and I was just like you know there are some things that are they seem like things are just hard right now and 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 in that I was still encouraging people that when that that though the sun wasn't shining right then this too shall pass and you're gonna come through and you're gonna you know what i'm saying like i really i was still encouraging people but i was being vulnerable in that moment and i i remember it seems like it was later that um it it was like later that evening i was at home and my husband didn't come home that night and I was worried because I was calling him and calling him and he wasn't and this was not like him he was not answering his phone and a storm was coming a snowstorm and I remember I, would, I just felt so devastated and so you know concerned because he didn't hit me up he didn't come home I think it was two days he didn't come home and he didn't hit me up or anything matter of fact when he did come back it was like physically snow on the ground like snow coming up to his ankles or whatever and um and uh there was snow coming up to his ankles and he just stumbled in the house and it was just like he didn't give me any type of uh, explanation. But I remember in that time when I was waiting for him to come home, it was like I was praying and I was scared and I had called my mother-in-law and I had... um I called my mother-in-law and was just talking to her and we were both agreeing and praying for him, you know, wherever he was at and everything. And we were just really uh, concerned. 
And in that moment, when I felt my most discouraged, this person, I went to school with this person. I don't remember what school. I think it might even been elementary school. Um, It might have even been elementary school that me and him went together, but we were Facebook friends. And I remember he came he came on my, he came and just, just hit me up right in that moment. He hit me up right in that moment and, um, was, he hit me up in that moment and said, I'm sorry, I'm relocating. My son is doing learning from home. I'm on my lunch break, but my son is doing learning from home and I didn't want to interrupt him or him interrupt us on the podcast. But anyway, okay. So I remember him encouraging, he, he just sent an email, uh, a, a Facebook messenger. He sent a Facebook messenger and he was just like, he just started prophesying, right? He just started saying this different stuff. He didn't know anything about me. Like we ain't, we don't know nothing about each other, but he had saw the video that I had posted earlier that day. And he said, as soon as he saw it, y'all, I'm out of breath. I climbed up my stairs. So sorry. Um, but anyway, um, he said when he saw my video, everything just came flooding to him, right? And he started prophesying over us. And the things that he was saying, everything that he was saying was true. And everything that I was believing God for, he was saying, okay, concerning my marriage, concerning our ministry that we're supposed to have together, all of that. This man came in my inbox and really just encouraged me right when I needed and gave me a word. Um, And I knew it was directly from God when God, when it came to me. And I remember um, times got harder after that times got harder um we went through a separation a physical separation uh after that and it was just a lot of things and 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 along the the way it seemed like i was just looking for an out i was just looking for like god you gotta deliver me from this i even remember going to a church uh, with a friend of mine at that time, I went to church uh, with her and there were people and they were prophesying over people. And I never forget me and her was both um, separated at that time. Um, and she was prophesied too, and her prophecy was more like, oh, all you got to do is make a choice. You can make a choice if you want to stay or go. And I remember my prophecy was the total opposite. My prophecy was you're built for this. And I remember just feeling so disappointed, like, no, <laughs> like you were supposed to say that I get to get out of this, you know, but it's like you are equipped for this was the, was the, was the prophecy that came to me and I, and I knew it, but I didn't want to hear that. You know what I mean? I wanted to hear, let me get out, let me get out. Even this time, right before uh, we were separated, uh, I say about a good three, four days or that week before I had prayed, I had fasted for three days, like, God, you go tell me to get up out of this. You know what I mean? 
which God gives us, he gives us free will. You get what I'm saying? And so I had like, oh, I had like prayed, God, you got to, you got to, um, he got to go. <laughs> and I wanted him to leave at that point because it was just getting too hard. But after he left, there were things that was revealed within me, you know, because I at first I felt like the only person who needed to wake up in any kind of way was him, that he was wrong for this and wrong, the obvious wrongs that he had going on. Um, but I didn't see my own wrongs like I didn't see me putting my children before him. I didn't see all of these different things that I was doing. I didn't see those things. Or when I would get angry and I would call people and talk about what was going on in my marriage because I felt like I couldn't talk to him. And instead of taking it to God, I took it to other people. You know, these are things that I even look at now and they, they grieve me and I have repented for them. But when I think about it, I cringe like, oh God, what was I thinking? So anyway, since he's left, it's like I've had times where I've tried to listen to those people that say, oh, go ahead and let go of your marriage. Go ahead and just he done left the house. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. But every time I try to do that, you know, it's like in my spirit, there's a tugging like I can't let go. Like I am called to this. Like I am equipped for this. I am equipped for this. And the more people I talked to, the more insane I felt. Because more people were saying, no, you got to let go. No, this ain't, you know, this ain't from God. You know what I mean? Just, it was just crazy. And I remember... I mean, I literally felt like the last believer on the earth. My God, is there a believer in the house? Is there a believer in the, in the, is there anybody who, when you come back, is there anybody who going to be a faith or have faith? I even had people who, who actually had a reconciled marriage due to infidelity uh, they they were they they had parted from each other or whatever infidelity. I had those kind of people telling me to let go of my marriage. That but and and to me that was so frustrating to me because I'm looking at them like oh so God can God can heal your marriage of adultery but he can't heal me in my situation and I just felt like that was so hypocritical I felt like it was so wrong I didn't understand how everybody was like looking at my situation like oh your situation no just let that go that's crap no just let that go you know and it really started to grieve me I started feeling like I would always compare myself to Noah Noah that the story of Noah would always come to my mind and I would just feel like him like how he was the only one he was the only one who's who got this word from God and was building this this ark all year round building this big old big old big old ark now I know we read things we don't really read it in real time we read it 
and we think this thing happened overnight that Noah got this boat and he built it in a week or whatever. Do you know how big that ark was? That means that that man had to be building that ark all year round which with, with, without any signs of a flood coming. So they were looking at Noah like, oh, that's just crazy, Noah. Don't pay Noah no mind. He's crazy. Laughing at him and everything else. That's how I felt when it came down to my marriage and I just didn't understand it. Like, oh, God can do it for you, but he can't do it for me. My situation too crazy. That's what you're telling me. So God can, 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 can provide money in a fish's mouth. He can, he can, he can feed all these people with a little, little basket of little food. He can, he can, he can heal the sick. He can raise the dead, raise Lazarus from the, he can do all this stuff, but he can't, he can't reconcile my marriage. Like what kind of God? That don't even sound right, y'all. That just sounds ridiculous. I felt like I couldn't, like there was nobody I could talk to. And so I went underground for a little bit. I stopped um, recording these for a little while, these messages on here. And I stopped talking to everybody. It's like I couldn't find a counselor that was, you know, I don't know. It was just like I felt alone. And I went underground and just got real quiet. I think it was for about a good two weeks. When I tell you that when it was just me, God, and the word of God, I felt the most sane I had ever felt in my life because there was nothing around it contradicting that. There was nothing around me coming against what God was telling me. And I felt sane for the first time in a long time since he's left. So it's just been, but anyway, I brought up the story with the guy who prophesied because one day during that time before I took the little the little break from everybody, social media, everybody, uh, TV, everything. When I had took that break, before I had took that break, I was like looking for the prophecy in my messenger and I couldn't find it because I guess I deleted it. And I know I had wrote it out, you know, at one point, but I guess over time I deleted it. And so I remember going to his inbox and I said, hey. Do you remember when you prophesied to me through through Messenger? Do you still have that? And he just asking me all this. Oh, did you get did you did did, did you get uh is it did it happen? And I'm like no, and I'm just trying to get to. Do you have the prophecy with you? Do you have it in your messengers? I don't know that phone long gone. No, do you have it in your messenger? Like, do you have? He like no, and then he gonna say, well you know. God gives people free will. And I just shut him down real quick. Like, ain't nobody trying to hear none of that? How you gonna give somebody a prophecy and then say, well, I don't know if God gonna do it for you or not. How you gonna do that? And then just, because I really do feel like that word was from God. And I feel like what he was doing that day that I hit him up was flesh. Um, But I've come across all these beautiful women of God on YouTube who have been, who believe like I believe. And one of the things that's really uh, blessed me, uh, one of the people, um, her name is Nicole. 
I'm trying to think of what her page, it's like a pink page, it's marriage restoration or something like that. Her name is Nicole, she's on YouTube. Um, and then uh, Maltoria Woodard or, Wood or something like that, her too. And then this other lady I just came across and something that really blessed me that I heard them say was that they they reminded me of the scripture in the Bible where it's talking about um, how when you're married, you become one flesh, one flesh. And how when you're praying for your spouse, you're praying for yourself. And I was like, wow. And how much authority you have uh, in the, how much authority you have in the spirit realm to pray for your spouse because you're you're one flesh with them regardless of 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 what they're thinking or where they're at or what they're doing outside of you they're breaking the covenant they're going outside the covenant but you are still with regardless of even if they're outside of the home they're wherever with whomever doing whatever they're doing you still have the authority because they're still in covenant with you if you're not divorced, they're still in covenant with you. And you can pray these prayers. And, you know, it's just like, wow. When I heard that, it, it really encouraged me. And to even hear these women who believe like I believe is so beautiful and so wonderful. And I'm so happy that I've come across these channels. But I just want to encourage somebody today. God's word does not change. God's word does not change. Instead of praying these prayers just from you and your heart, which is still good, what you need to do is you need to apply the word to it. I pray according to the word. I have found all these scriptures, all these scriptures concerning marriage, and I Pray that back to God. What I do is I put my husband's name in there. I put my name in there. Um, I'll even give you an example of the prayer that I wrote out. Let me get it. Go through my journal and find it. Um, just give you a, an example. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Um, I think we each need to seek out what, you know, seek it out. Seek the word for ourselves. Study to show ourselves approved, right? So this is this is what I, you know, do. I say, most gracious heavenly Father, I praise you because you are holy and worthy to be praised. I come to you now concerning my marriage and thank you for the union between my husband and I. But I say, Jamal and I. Lord, I pray you will lead and guide my husband in all he says and does. I pray you remind Jamal of the vows he spoke to me and you on our wedding day. I pray that his own words ring in his ears as his responsibility to fit, to fulfill. Lord, I pray that Jamal leaves his father and mother and cleaves to me his wife. I pray that we become one flesh and that since you have joined us together, we'll not let any man including ourselves, separate or divorce us. 
I pray that you not allow either of us to commit adultery. I pray for a hedge of protection to be around both me and Jamal. I pray that we not desire others outside of one another. I pray you bless my husband Jamal with both wisdom and knowledge and in all things. I pray that discretion uh, preserves him and understanding keeps him to deliver him from the way of the evil man and from the man that speaks forward things who leave the path of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness who rejoice to do evil and delight in the forwardness of the wicked whose ways are crooked um, and their paths are forward Deliver Jamal from the strange woman, even the stranger that flattereth with her words. I pray that Jamal walks in the way of good men and keep the path of the of the of the righteous. I pray that Jamal rejoices with me, his wife. I pray that I am as the loving hind and pleasant road. You get what I'm saying? Like you have to go through, find these scriptures. It's so easy now because you can go and you can Google things and then write. Write those verses and then go to the Bible. Look those things up. Read those chapters. Read what it's saying. Because you do need to study them. Don't just say, oh, I'm just going to write this down. And, no, you need to go through and you need to study them and you need to write it out. Now, this prayer, y'all, it takes me a long time. It's several pages long. And I pray that uh, every night. Um, some some nights I might not. I've, I've kind of missed here and there. But. You have to take the word to God and you got to pray the word back to him because God's word is his will. If you ever want to know what God's will is for your life, read the word of God, search the word of God. That's where you find out what the will of God is. God hates divorce. He hates divorce. The reason why divorce was able to even come about was due to the hardness of those men's hearts putting away you know we're not supposed to have hardened hearts you guys we are supposed to have hearts of forgiveness divorce is not something that's of god divorce is something you do because your heart is hardened that's the reason why people put away their spouses that's the reason why people put away their wives and their husbands is because their heart is hardened but we're supposed to have a heart of flesh we're supposed to have hearts of forgiveness now if you have divorce it's not to say God cannot forgive you he'll forgive you God will forgive you God will forgive you it's your choice if you divorce or not but as far as me as for me and my husband, I am going to stand in the gap for him and pray for my husband to come back home. I'm going to ask God because the heart of the king is in, is in the Lord's hand. He can, he can turn that heart however he wants to. Think about it. You know, people say, we got, God ain't going to do. God turned Pharaoh's heart. He hardened Pharaoh's heart. You know what I mean? God can can transform somebody. He can transform somebody. We're supposed to always pray and not give up. He talks about that. Jesus, look look in the red, y'all. I believe it's in Matthew. Look in the word. Where he's talking about men should always pray. 
should always pray. Now, yes, the man should be doing it, but we as women, we can pray over our husbands. We're in covenant with them. So I just wanted to encourage somebody today. If you believe the way that I do, and you have felt as though this is what you're called to do, because I feel like I'm called to do it. Now, other people might be called to, well, other people might feel like they're going to divorce. But as long as my last name is his last name, as long as my last name is Pennington, I will, I will be praying over my husband. I will be praying for his return. I believe that he's going to return. I, I believe it. Yesterday I got so joyous and happy because I could just feel it. I could sense it. I could see it. Y'all, when I tell you, I was just laughing for no reason, just laughing, laughing, laughing. My son was like, what's going on? I'm like, I just, I'm just happy. I feel it. I see it. You know, this has to come to pass for God's glory. I want even my son, my 12-year-old my, my son to see how God, how faithful he is and how you can pray something and you can believe it and it come to pass. I want God's glory for the, to come from this situation. I want God to get the glory, not me, not look what I did, but look at what God did. Y'all, if you feel that tugging in your spirit, like you are supposed to believe for your spouse to come home, I am going to encourage you to do it. Nobody can pray over your marriage like you can. You're in that covenant. I'm not in that covenant. You're in that covenant with that person, so your prayers would be more powerful than mine. I don't have any authority in your marriage, but you do. So I just want to encourage you today. Don't give up. Don't give up. Push. Push. You keep praying until you see something happen. Pray until something happens. That's what push means. Pray until something happens, y'all. And don't give up. Be encouraged. Be encouraged today. Is there a believer in the house? Is there a believer amongst us? Thanks for listening. Be blessed. Have Instagram? Follow me at the Marriage Chronicles underscore for updates on when new episodes are available and much more. See you there.